As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This podcast is powered by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Attention to Detail, the podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Ayers. There is no guest with me today. This is going to be one of those monologue or rant episodes where I just go on about a specific topic. Today, that topic is going to be my gym, Detail Miami, everything that went into making this dream a reality, the reasons why I wanted to do this in the first place, what I've learned from it from a training lens, from a business lens, from a personal lens, and then a little bit about where we go from here, how we scale this business or or are planning to scale this business and um, the the cool visions that we have for the future. So number one, uh, I'm literally just sitting here thinking about everything that's gone into the process and how I can boil it down into 20 minutes. But number one will be a background, a very short abbreviated background on the gym and how the idea at least got got planted or how the seed got planted. So uh, we'll take it back to, I would say, March 2020, right when COVID became COVID and everyone was shut down. We were all in, in our cribs just chilling. And at that time, it was not fun. But I think we all, or a lot of people at least, look back and, and see that as a very productive time that uh, was needed for planning. And that's exactly how it was for me. I think that was the main period of time that I sat down and said, maybe this can be a reality. So during that time, March to whenever that was, May 2020, that's when I started to put together a extremely vague business plan. So it was not detailed at all. I didn't have any idea of everything that went into owning a gym or, or actually making that happen. But it was a start, right? It was different ways that I could make the business unique. It was different revenue streams. It was different uh, expenses. Little did I know how many expenses there are, but just kind of a feasibility analysis. And that was the first seed for me to see like, you know what, maybe this is doable. I'll come back to it, but I do have a decent foundation to start with. So fast forward a couple months, 
June-ish 2020, we're back outside. Uh, everything just that it went to the back burner, right? After we, everyone can kind of chill and and think during COVID or when you're when you're locked into your house during quarantine. But after that, it's like, uh, we're back to our usual operations, sneaking in gyms, trying to scale the business, training a bunch of athletes. So it definitely hit the back burner at that point, which was okay because I was finding gym time wasn't ideal, which I'll talk about later, but we're making it work, right? Making content, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that goes on for a little bit. I think that was needed for me to really build some sort of business foundation, right? That next year or so, uh, the rest of 2020 and then early 2021, I was just continuing to build a team around me, to continuing to build relationships, both in Miami and, and around the world as well, around the country. So that was needed. Get out, get different perspectives, grow the business a little bit. And then there came a time in early 2021 where it was like, no, right, it's time. Like I just kind of knew. And one of the big reasons here was freedom, not only because I was paying to rent gyms for training, but I was paying to rent gyms for content. Wasn't the easiest thing in the world um, when every time you wanted to make an Instagram video, you either had to go to a park or even train, right? I was training high level athletes, pro athletes at parks consistently. And again, that's not bad. It worked. Thank God I'm in Miami because it was warm and decent weather year round, but it just, it's not scalable. So I kind of reached a point where between that, the training side of things, the content side of things that really exposed me to this perspective where I'm like, you know what? I need this freedom to be able to go in the gym whenever I want to and film content, train, brainstorm, work on ideas, you know, have an HQ. So that independence or freedom was huge. I also realized at that point that I'm someone who, when I don't have like a, I don't know, a, a risk at hand or something, a new engaging development, uh, I almost get bored, which is good and bad. It can, it can definitely hurt at times, but you know, my business had been growing pretty linearly for a little bit, but it was plateauing a bit straining decent amount of athletes um social media was doing solid but i wanted a new challenge right and my thing has always been i love training it's my craft i put so much into it but at the same time business to me is is what i really want to carve a life out of um that's the business of training is something to me that's so engaging it's so fun to be a part of and it's fun to be on the forefront of. So that's when I realized that I needed this challenge to to grow as as a business person, as a trainer, but also as a human. Uh, having such an endeavor like this at a young age, 22, was huge for me. I mean, I made mistakes to the process, which I'll talk about a little bit. But at the same time, you know, I knew that I was going to grow a lot through that process. So just taking that risk, throwing myself into the fire was was number two. Number three was just different opportunities or the third reason why I'm, I was really why I knew it was time is just how many opportunities could come from it. Right. When people see you have a gym, they know they can walk in whenever. Right. That's your HQ. That's that's your thing. And with that come different events, come different people that walk in the gym. It's way more consistent. So opportunities just seem to pop up. And I'd heard that from a lot of people who have been there and done that in terms of the the gyms they have their own gyms they're, they're running them successfully they're like hey 
when you have your own gym, things just happen, right? And not to say that that can't happen without it because 99% of trainers don't have it. And a lot of guys and girls are absolutely killing it. But for me, I was feeling like it was a little stagnant, right? I, I needed some big breaks and I wanted to create my own luck, so to speak. And by, by betting on myself, it would be uh, a way for me to kind of create these opportunities, if that makes sense. And then lastly, I just wanted the consistency in my content, right? I was kind of tired of every single video being at a different gym, park, et cetera, and being able to kind of customize my aesthetic of my content was huge. Not the number one reason, of course, but this is something that went into uh, the decision to really make it happen. So after that, again, I was kind of dialed in on making sure that this became a reality. So I threw together a much more comprehensive business plan. Uh, more so just kind of the pillars of that were expenses, revenue, doing a lot more research on the actual reality of this. So everything that goes into it from the paint that you have to buy at the beginning to the the furniture that you get to the electric bill to the everything that goes into it. Again, I still only really knew at that point, like 60% of all that I know now in terms of expenses, but it was a decent start. Threw together all the streams of revenue, the realistic expectations of what I thought we could make happen. And then just different ways to, again, make the gym unique and something that we have a big vision. We're working towards a big vision, if that makes sense, rather than just hey, we're opening up a gym and we're going to just run this until, I don't know, like whenever it stops being profitable or whenever we don't feel like it anymore. You know, that was kind of important for me to set a big vision for the gym, which I'll talk about at the end of the episode. But having that made me a lot more comfortable rather than just seeing it as kind of an indefinite business that we'll see where it goes. So after that business plan, I will accelerate an extremely long process here. That was probably late 2020, actually, but maybe early 2021. Um, but I really was looking for six, seven months before I found somewhere decent. So I would go somewhere that was perfect, visit it. Everything's amazing. Ceilings are high. Uh, perfect location. Put in an offer. Hey, we don't really want basketball courts here. You know, sometimes I would put in an offer and somebody else would get it and even open up another basketball court there just because they submitted an offer one day earlier. So it sucked. Like there are literally times where I went home from some of these visits to the warehouses or, you know, I'd get a call that it wasn't going to work out. And I would almost just say F this, right. I'm like, you know, I can, I can, I can go without it. So there were some ups and downs for that. Right. There were times where I was like, you know, what? I don't even want to do this anymore. F this it's over. Like, I was pretty down about it sometimes, especially because I, I truly felt like those breaks were going to come to me when this happened. And I'm not the type of person to just say, fuck this shit and not make it happen anymore. So persevered through it a little bit. Definitely looked into at least 20, 30 warehouses. Talked to so many people. Finally found this spot. Just pure luck on the website LoopNet. And reached out. They had another spot, which is this one. I originally was looking at, at, at a different one down the street. And negotiated this for two months, literally. 
so this was just an everyday process, right? My, my training definitely was, was suffering a little bit. I was still able to kind of maintain, but, but through this entire process, everything else became kind of watered down because I was so locked in on this, which isn't ideal, but eventually made it happen. Signed this lease in June of 2021. And from there was just constant work to getting it ready, right? Having the court put in, like I already had all the contacts of the people I would utilize for the court and buying the turf from, but we pretty much bootstrapped everything, not only in terms of funding, but in terms of resources and, and putting the gym together. We put the turf in, we put the weight room in, we put, we painted all the walls. So it was, it was a process, but I think that was, I probably could have paid people to do those things. But for me, it was investing that time early was going to help me realize the magnitude of this. It was going to help me customize the exact way I wanted to. It was going to help me feel even more skin in the game if that was really needed. But it was also able to, or it, it allowed me to bring other people around, help out with the painting, the turf, and just start to build a, a team. I had some of my players help me. I had uh, my guys from Mastery Hoops come down and, and help me as well. Had some of my future team members who came by and I gave them kind of a test when we were like, putting together the weight room or putting the turf in. So that was a, a process that I felt like we had to go through the first time around was doing all this shit ourselves. And is the gym as professional as sports Academy or some of these absolutely amazing facilities that you'll see? Probably not. I think it's really dope, but it also has that feel of like a homegrown gym, which is cool. Um, so if you haven't seen it, it's 7,300 square feet, which means a full high, uh, high school regu- regulation, regulation, well, regulation court, uh, turf, weight room, and then some offices. So we have a recovery room, my office, film content in there, and then a little front desk area. So put all that together, long story short, made it kind of available for use in August or September. That's when the court was done. You know, everything is ready to go. And have been we, we've been going strong since then. So that's a short, extremely short background of how it happened without some of the roller coaster moments that, that we went through. But it's now exposing me to so many new lessons. Um, every day you come in and it's funny. I was having this conversation with, with somebody the other day. I used to just wake up in the morning, work out early finish my workout by 7.30, sit down at my desk, do some work, unbothered. Now I walk in, there's a hole in the wall. There's a, I don't know, there's something wrong every time. There's a light out, the toilet ain't working. There's always going to be something wrong. So I'll literally come in, I'll be like, bet it's Monday morning. I'm so ready to get my workout and start the day. Oh, wait, five chairs are broken from our workout last night or something. So definitely not ideal in that sense, but from a personal level, I think that's helping me build the the ability to just insulate my focus from everything else where I can come in, I can take care of the shit that's going on in the gym, and then I can still lock in. And that was a process at first, right? My, my personal training suffered. I lost all my balance. No, I'm kidding. But I mean, I'm not dunking regularly, regularly like I was simply because I'm not able to train as hard, right? I'm, I'm training probably 30 minutes a day instead of an hour on my own uh, personal goals, but you know, there are going to be sacrifices that have to be made, but I have started to learn how to 
insulate everything from all the work that goes on at the gym. Other things that it's opened my eyes to are, I mean, just the the marketing side of things, right? J- don't assume that just because you open up a gym, people are just going to flood in there. It's very calculated marketing. I've hired people to do that for me. I've hired a team, which is another huge step for me. I've been doing everything solo for years and years and years, six, seven years, pretty much at any Means. And now we have a team of four or five individuals around the gym and around the, the business itself that now I have to be a leader and make sure that these guys are always heading in the right direction and they feel comfortable. They feel like it's, it's a place where they want to be forever, but you know, we're also moving in the right direction at a, at a high speed. So becoming more of a leader, uh, obviously just persevering through different things. That whole process at first taught me, showed me how much I really cared about what I do because I think most people would have quit through that process. Not that they don't care as much, but it, it, it showed me every time that, that we fought through some of these difficulties. It was like, all right, maybe this is something that we're going to be doing the rest of our lives um, in terms of our team. So it just kind of confirmed that as well. And then from a business perspective, it's just talking to way more people on a daily basis, people that come in the gym, people that want to um, rent the gym to film content, whatever it may be, like becoming a, a more extra, not even extroverted, but uh, social person. It's kind of forced me to do that. I've always been a little bit more of an introvert just through, um, you know, I like to be with a couple athletes, filming content working on the business. But now I'm like, all right, well, I own a gym. This is a public place. People are coming in here. And now I feel like more of an extrovert. Plus, I'm just more confident with what we do because we have this thing that's going on and we have some really cool things that are going on. So that, are, I mean, those are just a few of the the many developments that I've made from a professional and from a personal point of view or or perspective. But there are so many more to come to. Like I say all of this knowing that they're, this is just the beginning of what we have going on, right? There are going to be way more difficulties. There are going to be way more successes that we will never imagine. And even when I give advice to people about how they can open up a gym, it's always with a grain of salt because this is the first time we're not even a year in. It's been an amazing process. It's been a crazy, but fun process. And it's still like eight months in, which is crazy. It's wild that that time has felt so long. Like I felt like I've been doing this my whole life. But again, I don't know everything about this, but I think this process has really taught me a lot. So moving forward now, it's it's we want to continue to differentiate the gym. We want to make sure that, yes, we are making this an accessible place for athletes in Miami from youth to pros to come get training and not only training, but the highest level training, uh, the most immersive training experience they can get with recovery, with weight training, strength and conditioning, with the skill side, with their mindset, everything that they need, they can get it here. But we also want to continue to expand globally, right? I'm recording this episode right after we just finished a uh, essentially a camp with uh, two groups from from France and Monaco. So they flew in. Uh, they got to experience everything that was going on in Miami, sightsee, see all the cool stuff, 
and then train with us train with american skills trainers work on their english play again and this is probably the coolest part they got to scrimmage against a travel team from down here in miami so they truly got the entire experience which was unbelievably dope for them and cool for us because i mean there was a language barrier that's something that we had to work through and, and improve on but it's it's something that was challenging and helped us develop as as a team um it was cool just to be able to expose these young athletes and and kids to a completely different side of the world so that's the stuff that we really want to continue to expand on where it's like yes basketball in miami is a huge focus for us and and building the scene here but at the same time basketball is is borderless right it's global it's international and it's growing more and more and the more that we can truly expand into international markets and having athletes fly here or uh, even consulting them with our content and any any way that we can continue to expand out to the rest of the world, that's one of our big directions now, mainly because we want to even the playing field, right? In America and the States, everyone gets, everyone, not everyone, but chances are you probably have a pretty decent exposure to coaching and good coaching, good programs, um, access to gyms, online content where you can read this and understand it because you speak English, whereas people in other countries who don't speak English can't see much much of the stuff that's on that's being posted online from American skills trainers. So it's just the playing field isn't exactly level, which is understandable. America or the States has been the center of basketball. It's where it was founded. So of course it's going to grow here faster, but I think if we can build the international game and expose as many athletes as possible to high level information and training, that's one of the next big steps. And obviously we have this HQ in a really dope city, Miami. Why not try to work on that? So our vision is now multifactorial, right? Kill it in Miami, kill it internationally, use it to produce the most absolute fire content we possibly can podcast programs youtube videos everything that goes into it but then also assisting others who want to build their own gyms and who want to build something similar to us in doing so right there's a big enough piece of the pie for everyone and i've seen how much it's benefited my business and i want to make sure that others can do that as well whether that's in america whether that's internationally because with more gyms come more comes more basketball with more basketball comes better levels of basketball and when you get kids in gyms chances are they're going to be doing some pretty good stuff in there right i would much rather have kids as many kids as possible hooping in a gym than you know the good old quote unquote on the streets or whatever you want to call it um so building the basketball culture not only ourselves but helping others do similar things what we've done so far will be huge because and then it's it's a trickle down effect right you help more coaches build their business then through that more players enter that more players get quality coaching more players are successful and then you see the entire game of basketball grow so it may sound a little abstract i don't want to give away all the sauce no i'm kidding um but it's it's Again, I don't want to take up you guys' time giving you our entire business plan for the future, but that is some of the pillars that we're really 
locking in on over the next couple of years and making sure that we make an impact here as well. So that was a very uh, short, accelerated version of what my gym is, how we got it, why I wanted to do it, how it's changed me, uh, where we're going, all that good stuff. So hopefully you guys enjoyed. Hopefully I answered at least some of the questions. We actually just dropped a course on Mastery Hoops about getting your own gym. So if you're a coach or a trainer or even someone outside of the industry who's just really interested in investing in yourself and your business and getting your own gym, feel free to check that out. That is on our Mastery Hoops site, masteryhoops.com. And feel free to check out our player development conference, which we're holding in April 2nd and 3rd in L.A., some great names there. Phil Handy, Mike G, Tim Martin will be speaking. Or that's myself and Tyler. Uh, Yorick, Trevor Ray. So a lot of guys who, who will really provide a lot of content. So um, I think that will be an amazing way for your coach or trainer to elevate your not only your training IQ, but your training business. So, again, as always, thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure to hit me with any topics you want to hear me talk about. This is one that I actually got a few up last week, like I mentioned. So I figured I'd make an episode on it and just kind of ramble on about it. Uh, so feel free. I'm constantly taking guests and topic suggestions, and that's actually how most of my podcasts get done. So hit me up. You guys know where to find me. As always, thank you for tuning in. Let's get it.